Hello and welcome. I'm Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening in. As we continue to talk with leaders in our community, I am joined today by Jeff Lockhart of the Kirkland Performance Center and Nate Murphy from the Admiral Theatre Foundation in beautiful Bremerton. Jeff is the executive director there and Nate is the public relations director at the Admiral Theatre, uh, the KPC starting its, I think, 20th anniversary, right, Jeff? That's correct. And the Admiral Theatre, Nate, almost, is it 80 years old now? Almost. Yeah. Uh, a few and years. So we've got right. a lot to talk about this morning. I'm glad you guys are here. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let me start with the Admiral Theatre's age here. Uh, started life as a traditional movie theater, is that right? Or was it a vaudeville? How old? 80 years, that's a long time ago. Yeah, it opened on May 7th, 1942. Wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and it's been refurbished, of course, more than once. I think uh, you guys had a big more deal. More than once, yeah. yeah. So first in 1997, and um, you know the place was not in the best shape back then. So all through the early 90s, there was a group of local civic leaders that were raising money to fix up the theater. You know, as I've heard it told, water coming in through the roof, you know, a pool down by the stage because, you know, the main floor was slanted at Uh-oh. the time, 1400 seat theater. And, um, yeah, it was in terrible shape. Um, but, uh, they raised a little over $4 million, fixed it up in 97. And then just about a year ago, we put another million dollars into the building. So, and so you're, but now it's a nonprofit foundation, right? I mean, it is. So it, it's, it's run not to as an entertainment you know, business, but not only that, as part of the community. And that's sort of what we want to talk about today, right? It's- it is. I, I think, you know, I always tell people we have a great public-private partnership in what we do. The city actually owns the Admiral Theater, the city of Bremerton. And uh, the foundation, the Admiral Theater Foundation, runs the facility. So, um, yeah, it's great. I mean, we have a great working relationship, and we take care of and upgrade the facility, and uh, you know, and we keep it going for the city. Well, that's cool. You, so your role in the Kitsap area—they're not just Bremerton. I mean, you draw people to that theater from all over the Kitsap uh, Peninsula and just West Puget Sound, right? I'm guessing you. We do owned by the city, but you guys run it as a foundation. That's kind of cool. Jeff, the, so 20 years of Kirkland Performance Center, a nonprofit as well, right? We are a nonprofit, and uh, a little bit like what Nate was saying, um, the city of Kirkland actually owns the building and built our building 20 years ago. It was a grassroots group of people that uh, wanted to see that done. It took about 10 or 15 years to get the building built. And then um, the uh, that got that finished in 1998, 20 years ago. And then uh, the city runs and or owns and maintains the building. And we we're the 501c3, uh, different than foundation uh, in a little regard that that way. And then we actually uh, run the operations and the the uh, curate the seasons and things that take place and run the programs there. Yeah, and, and you both so you're more you strive to be more than an entertainment uh, venue. I, I, I kind of really want to talk about that. The why? Why is that an important piece of a community that uh, wants to or feels the need to be to have this kind of thing in a city? Because theaters just like yours, we're talking about Kirkland and Bremerton today, but Tacoma has one, Edmonds has one. You know. They're all around. Olympia has one. Federal Way has one. What's the deal? <laughs> okay. People might say, well, I can go downtown Seattle. I can go to the Fifth Avenue or the Paramount, or I can go to the Neptune even uh, and see a small act. Uh, the, what's the why behind the reason you guys exist? Well, for us, I mean, one of the reasons is just access to the arts. Um, and that's not just the professionally produced touring acts. That's 
you know, a uh, summer camp that we have every year, a two-week summer camp for kids. That's, you know, outside dance groups that come in across the West Sound and hold performances there. It's, you know, it's all of the above. It's just um, local access to the arts, you know, and that it, it includes everything from giving away tickets to, you know, we might have 800 to 1,000 school kids in for a show on a given day, and they all get bussed in and get to come see a show. Um to, uh, you know, those evening performances that might draw 800 people. And, you know, uh, we were just talking a minute ago about Don Felder, you know, before we started taping. So it's it's things like that, you know, and we just try to be what we can and offer what we can to everybody in the community, you know. And Same kind of really goal well or, uh, as a- KPC? Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, KPC, we do about, um, uh, in our presented season, we do about 40 shows a year. We do 200 shows a year. That's, as Nate was saying, that's community groups, business groups. It could, could be anything. Um, and so, matter of fact, we just changed our, our vision. And we went through about a year, our leadership team, of looking at our vision and mission statement. And we were taking for granted, our, our, we are talking about in our mission statement how it was really performing arts-centric. And that's part of what we do. But maybe maybe greater um, we started. We stopped looking at ourselves as just performing arts, and started looking at ourselves as more being an organization that wants to connect people. So, um, in my role, I don't see myself as the arts guru for Kirkland. I see myself as a as a connector. So it's not my job to necessarily um, dictate even what's on stage or how great something is on stage, but connect people with something that they want to express or see on stage. Not to say that things that we curate aren't quality programming, because it is. But um, we stopped being kind of you know, American Idol judges and started being more, how do, how do we connect people with things that, that is important to them, connect, whatever that happened, that, whatever that expression happens to be. Um, so that could be mentioning a Don Felder, that type of thing, or Kenny G or a celebrity level, all the way down to someone in the community that wants to run our theater and has an artistic expression and needs to connect with an audience. And we want to, um, we believe that, um, you know, part of the human expression, human soul developing as people is when arts are, are taking place and, and, and you're a better person, a better human through that. And, and celebrity is sometimes a part of that. Celebrity is sometimes not a part of that. So that's kind of cool. Um, it, you do get, we both mentioned, I've heard Kenny G and Don Felder mentioned, and we were talking before we hit go here on the on the record, so let's, let's catch up the audience. Uh, so both of your theaters presented Kenny G last year. What a huge name for a small theater to have. And this coming season, you both have Don Felder, formerly of the Eagles. Let's talk about how that gets done, and does that, groups like that and shows like that pay for all the other things you do and or how that gets made up i mean okay kenny g last year right yeah um yeah and i mean as far as the you know it paying for other things i mean and and jeff you know maybe can lend some perspective on on the kirkland center and what happens there but um it's it's not always the case you know that the bigger names are bringing bringing in the biggest uh, profit or revenue off of those shows because, you know, as the artist fees get higher, you know, yeah, we're bringing in more ticket margins revenue, but yeah. the margins are a lot thinner. So uh, with shows like Kenny G, or you mentioned, um, you know, this summer we had Ann Wilson of Heart. Um, those are expensive shows to put on. So sometimes we're doing that with a very thin margin because we want to bring that artist to the community and let them experience that. So sometimes it's some of the lesser known acts that are the you know, most profitable shows of the year. So, because the guarantees against them are <laughs> lo- lower. That's yeah. I, I couldn't say it true. better. That's very true. That we're we're the yeah. So Nate's theater is about double the size as ours, but the but the the ratios and the numbers are the same. So we, I, I think sometimes people see a larger celebrity artist, they assume 
the ticket price and et cetera, et cetera, and we must have a bigger margin. But the guarantees against those shows are higher. The margins are, it's a lot higher risk for a theater to bring those in. Uh. Hence, when people, we're a nonprofit and people sponsor the show or corporations sponsor the show, it's how it's that might be the way you're making a margin on it mm-hmm. for all the work. It, it might be the sponsors that are actually paying for the margin. Well, let me Very give you the opportunity to uh, get sell some tickets. The, uh, what are some highlights of this coming season before we delve into the other parts of the community and the connecting you're talking about? You want to so we mentioned Don Felder. Uh, He's coming in the spring of next year? We have him in March. March. Yeah. 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 So a, a, a big name like that, tours and small theaters like yours can pick him up. They can be booked by several small groups like uh, places like yours. And he just, hey, I'll stay in the Northwest for three days and do boom, 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 little theaters. He might sell as many tickets then as people might see him if he played the Paramount or something, right? And Right. Yeah, exactly. I think as we were talking a little earlier, um, um, in our industry, that's called routing or, or, or blocking or, uh, a, an artist. And so um, I think a lot of people don't know that when you see an artist, you might look and see that same artist, if it's of a bigger stature, in, in, in several different theaters. But the theaters have all joined together, in essence, create an inter-economy I to, to bring an artist like that to the community that they otherwise couldn't have stood on their own feet to do otherwise. So most of the you, in our theaters are called PAC or Performing Arts Center Theater, PAC Circuit, uh, team up and oftentimes route to bring this level of an artist to a community, to a region. And uh, so, who else, like you're starting your season real soon? You've got yeah, our some opening big night names, is right? Stephen Stills and Judy Collins, yeah, that's, and um, that's really honored cool. to do that. Super cool. Um, that must have sold out. I'm guessing. It, it, actually, like it was our, one of our fastest. We we sold it no out kidding. in the morning, so it was really really <laughs> wow. cool. Yeah. So we, we hit the right button on that. And sometimes you book an artist like, I hope this goes good. Yeah. Uh, and so we were fortunate uh, to do that. So um, we're honored to have Stephen Stills and Judy Collins. Um, we're, and then local, there's a, um, a group called Rise Up that does the music of Hamilton. That's from Kirkland, actually. We have them booked. Another group that we love, a soul and R&B group called True Loves is coming. Um, and then uh, we just actually went on sale today for Los Lobos uh, oh, yeah. that we laid out on those guys. Um, so, um, yeah, there's some highlights that we're doing. Nate, how about some highlights coming on the 2018-19 series there, over at Bremerton? <laughs> there are a lot of them in there. And sometimes the the highlights for me personally, right, are different than the biggest name acts. But, oh, okay. So starting right from the opening weekend, we have uh, Herb Alpert and oh, Lanny Hall. Yeah. And that's wow. October 6th. Again, sold out. Um, and, and for us this year, you know, I've been at, at the Admiral almost five years now. This is the first season where going two months into the season, pretty much every show is just about sold out. Wow, that's great. So, I mean, ticket sales are have been through the roof, and that's great. Um, October 12th, we have Keb Moe. There are oh. still a few left for that. And then some other lesser-known acts. Um, in January, in late January, Jan- January 25th, I want to say, we have a group called Sweet Tea Trio that uh, a country, is country girls uh, or women right? Three, three women, you know, um, great country rock kind of pop music, great harmonies, uh, managed by Kid Rock. And, uh, that I've been listening to that EP nonstop. It's one of my favorite acts of the year and it's, uh, you know, a pretty much unknown act. So, well, now let me get to then after those, you know, they'll sell some tickets and, but you're right. They don't necessarily make the money for the rest of the year. You still, uh, for those smaller community type events, the ones that 
like you guys have uh, something unique, dinner and a movie, like two or three times, maybe it's even four times a year, right? Uh, and even around Valentine's Day, it's a fun one, too. It's usually a, a <laughs> get out your handkerchiefs, love, weepy movie, uh, Valentine's Day. Uh, what, what are those? Dinner it's and true. a movie. So, yeah, about, um, you know, five times a year we do our um, dinner and a movie nights. They're $6 movie nights. So, you know, we want to make it inexpensive enough where anyone can come. And then um, we just open it up. And some of those we serve dinner on our main floor. It really depends on how many people we're expecting for the night. Some are just concessions. And then, like you mentioned, our um, Valentine's Day thing every year, um, that's, that's a really great thing because we have an executive chef in a kitchen. So the chef will come up with, uh, you know, a, a custom menu for that night. We s- switch it up every year. Um, local fresh desserts, you know, things made right in the kitchen, and then you can watch the movie with your uh, significant other. Yeah, well, what kind of dinner? Nice we're night. not we're not talking hot dogs. No, we're not talking hot dogs. We're talking more like surf and turf. Um, there's a locally uh, locally made chocolate truffles, uh, <laughs> you know, um, heart shaped cheesecake, things like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's a it's a it's a nice night. And and Jeff, you guys do a unique. Th- uh, there's a thing I see called Twisted Flicks on there every once in a while. And then there's also this Seattle Jazz Orchestra. Oh, I didn't yeah. say that right. A Se- Seattle Repertory Jazz Repertory Orchestra. Repertory Jazz yeah. Orchestra. Yeah. So, I mean, what are those? Yeah. So Twisted Flicks is an outfit called Jet City Improv. It's based out of Seattle, oh, New District. Yeah. Fantastic I have seen group. Them. Yeah. Jet so City they, they they do improv, but they also take um they'll take the Twisted Flicks specifically, and they do this in Seattle and at KPC. They'll take an old B movie that's really cheesy and uh-huh. kind of dumb and then they'll uh, they'll strip the soundtrack and they you watch the movie and they provide the soundtrack vocally adding their own humor into so it. So there's some we're in here watching a movie yes and they have microphones they have and microphones are talking and they t- over the that's soundtrack okay. and they'll take cues from the audience kind of like the old mystery science theater oh yeah yeah used yeah to be. and then they'll do, and it's, it's and we do really well on those it's it's really super fun and, and Seattle, you keep that kind of cheap or what is yeah and those are uh like you know kind of ten dollars a ticket oh, okay. to come to yeah so that the family can come Friday yeah kid, it's super yeah. fun and, and it's inexpensive to come to and uh, we do those about half a dozen times a year, so that's great. And then the Seattle Repertory Jazz Orchestra, um, one of our longest-running clients at KPC that actually rents the theater from us, and some of the best jazz musicians in Seattle all team up, have their own orchestra, their own guild, some of the greats in Seattle, um, and then they'll uh, do different uh, periods of jazz, different focuses. Like this year we're doing uh, Ray Charles, um, Duke Ellington, stuff like that. So, um, and they, they do us, and those, those completely sell out every single show, so... Now, as a smaller theater, let me ask this question too. Do you, can you guys, like, I don't know, I don't know if it's called this in the industry, move faster on deciding to produce a show than, uh, you know, if somebody wants to book a, a big act for the key arena? You know, I've got to get Neil Diamond. It takes six, you know, months to decide. Blah blah blah. But if you said like you had Ann Wilson last year, I mean, mm-hmm. how much advance notice does it take to put an Ann Wilson show together? Quite a bit. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> quite a bit. It's the same for us. So, oh, okay. you know, with, with a lot of the shows, um, you know, it, we're booking, you know, sometimes nine months in advance oh, so, or the okay. season. So it, it does happen in advance. Then there are other shows that, like Jeff was talking about, routing and having acts that are just coming through the Northwest. Maybe we don't already have them booked. And maybe they're playing Missoula, Montana and Portland, Oregon. And they're looking for a date kind of in between so that they can swing through our area and get their hotels covered for the night and maybe make a little money. So we might hear about an act like that and then add them in a relatively short amount of time 
And that happens as well, you know, maybe not as frequently as our uh, presented shows, you know, throughout the season, but it does happen. And we're, we're the exact same way. And so we, we joke inside our office and call it, you know, we're, we're going to be really good at being number two, right? So, <laughs> so for example, um, we the Indigo Girls, we've done that with a couple times in the last year. They, that was this year. They booked in between a tour. And then, uh, to, as it turned out, that was our fastest selling sell in the history of our show. We, it was a late ad. We put it on sale. We wow. sold it out in two hours. And so sometimes when those, um, like Nate's saying, most of the shows that you've seen, we, we booked maybe a, nine months or a year ago. But then there's other shows that you laid ads um, that um, exactly what Nate wow, was saying. And then, that and is then we'll so that. interesting that yeah. you have to be so fleet of foot then to, you do two kinds of planning, <laughs> a big long term, mm-hmm. a whole year's worth, and then say, and then you just hear, wow, I wonder if we can pull this off. But, you're, but you do so many other shows with the community well, as a matter of fact, we'll set aside a half a dozen dates a year knowing we're going to book this many shows for presented shows, but we're going to leave about a half a dozen. Just figuring something's going to pop. Because it will pop, so we don't want to be overcommitted. So when those six shows come in, which we're already, I can't announce them now, we're already working on late ads right now, as I'm sure you guys it's are true. too. It's we, true. We, it, it seems like any time I'm um, speaking with a reporter or going out, you know, or something like this, it's we always have other shows in the can that we just can't talk about Contractually, yet. Contractually, huh. yeah. Oh, I'd like to hear about those once we turn them <laughs> Mike off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we yeah. are talking this morning with the executive director of the Kirkland Performance Center, Jeff Lockhart, as well as the public relations director of the Admiral Theater in Bremerton, Nate Murphy. The Admiral Theater isn't that far from the ferry dock for folks who love to take a beautiful ride on the ferry over and just enjoy that. And I won't leave Kirkland out. Kirkland's beautiful too. Uh, it is. It's not far off of what is it, 405, right down 85th. Yeah, right off Lake right? Washington. Yeah. yeah. We're right two blocks from the lake. Okay. So let's talk about these other things you guys do. The rest of the year, but in between these 40 or 50, you know, kind of big acts, uh, the community is really involved. And you talked about dance groups or local community theaters or just give me a few of those that are like, I think this is really cool. I'm glad we do it. Connecting the community was what you said, Jeff. Yeah. um, Not only Seattle uh, Repertory Jazz Orchestra or um, uh, uh, Twisted Flicks in Jet City, a couple of the partners we're really proud of is uh, we have about a 20-year relationship with a group called Studio East. That's just a thespian group for kids. So they do plays for kids. Um, they, they, they do plays that kids write and produce and act. And it's just kids, kids, kids. And we have about 15,000 kids a year that comes through KBC at various things, um, re- mostly related around Studio East. So we're really proud and honored by the work that they do in our partnership with them. We also, um, about four years ago, started a partnership with a group called Seattle Rock Orchestra. And so they'll come in a, a few times a year and recreate a rock album live. It could be Led Zeppelin or Pink Floyd or something. But in the summertime, we do two weeks of kids camp with them. So it's orchestra and band kids, um, hundreds of kids, and they come in, they'll recreate big rock acts, big rock things. And then at, at the end of the year, at the end of the week, uh, the parents will come and they'll fill out the, uh, the theater and they'll put on a show. So, so you it, provide a facility to have a summer band camp for the most part. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I think, um, uh, that's of all the things I love everything. That's my favorite things. That's important to me. I, I just have a personal philosophy that, um, art is not supposed to be a spectator sport. It's something that is best experienced when you get your hand, should, you should get your hands in it. I, I, we like to talk, it should infect you. It should not just be something you watch, but something that should be inside you and change you as an infection would be. It should be in you and around you. And so when I can see kids, you know, uh, go from seeing a trumpet player to one day grabbing a trumpet, making noise, and then making music, and that's, we can help facilitate that. that I think that's the, that's, the, that's the thing I'm the most, I love the Kenny G's and all, that's awesome. When I see a kid go from a chair to a stage and go from making noise and making music and being infected with that and growing up with that. 
And then hopefully, you know, people say, I used to play trumpet when I was a kid. And I was like, whoever told you when you grew up, you had to put that down. Like this is, you, you never grow out of this. Right. And so uh, hopefully we're why facilitating. Why did you stop? Why did you stop? <laughs> it's not about fame. It's not about money. It's not about being good. It's about expressing yourself. And so when I, when we can help facilitate that in our community, starting with, that's the thing I'm the most proud of. Is that a role of the Admiral Theater? Get people involved, not just watch theater, but I mean, what kind of things do you guys uh, put on that are not, you know, acts for people to just come watch? Yeah, it is. Um, you know, the youth arts education is a big focus for us. So the, um, you know, one thing I mentioned with 800 to about 1,000 school kids coming in, we call that our Stages for All Ages School Day Series. And some of those are touring acts. Some of those are more regional acts. But, um, you know, the school districts, they bus in up to 1,000 kids, uh, two shows a day. And uh, we file them all into the auditorium and uh, kick off a show. And some of the best experiences I've had at the Admiral, you know, and to Jeff's point, is I'll go into the auditorium and see a magic show or, you know, or a play. Um, and, uh, you know, um, to hear 800 to 1,000 kids laugh at the exact same point in a show, <laughs> That's awesome. right, and yeah. interact with something like that, it, it's amazing because you know that, you know, a lot of the um, civic leaders that helped save the Admiral had that connection because they came there as kids, you know, and they remember the Saturday matinees of the 40s and 50s and and having that experience. And, um, you know, it, it's great to see that that part of what we do continues, that the kids come in and they have a great experience. And then, you know, they get excited to uh, check out other forms of art and come into some of the evening shows or, you know, so it's it's great to have yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and before I forget, uh, so I got to work this in then, so people can find out a lot more. There's so much going on at each of your theaters online, right? The best place, theadmiraltheater.org, right? Just admiraltheater.org. Admiral, yeah, admiraltheater.org online, and pretty simple. Yeah. Kpcenter.org, right? That's yeah. correct. Yeah, you got it. Kp for Kirkland Performance. Kirk kpcenter.org and admiraltheater.org online. People can look up all this stuff. Uh, so many things coming up this year. And one of them is coming up right away. I, I, you guys are nonprofit foundations like 501c3s, right? So you got to raise a little yep. money. You guys got coming up right away your gala, right? So this is one of those things that people can dress up, black tie and tail, right? It's correct. Uh, it's our black and white gala this year, black tie event, September 22nd. And uh, we have, you know, a diverse group of sponsors and donors and, um, you know, folks in the community that want to come in and show their support for the theater and have a great time, have a great meal. So again, our executive chef will be making all the food that night. I, can I guess, I mean, is there prime rib, steak, uh, I it's, don't know, things like that? And, it, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, I haven't seen the exact menu for this one, but it's, it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a higher end. But if you want to put on nice your tuxedo and, and you want to go take the ferry over to Bremerton, this is a good opportunity Saturday, right? To, it's the perfect Supply. opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Dress up, you know, come have a glass of champagne and, you know, help us raise some money to support the arts and, like I mentioned, things like youth arts education. And, Jeff, if, if I don't have a tuxedo and I want to support the arts in Kirkland, you guys have a gala coming up too, but it's it's not black tie. 
It's not. Uh, our, yeah, our, Yours is in October. October 13th. Okay. Um, Saturday, October 13th. It's called Shining Star for KPC. So it's a, a 70s uh, funk and disco theme. And so we have from Seattle, uh, Funky to Death is going to be there. And well, uh, Say that again. Funky to Death. Yeah. Those guys are awesome. And uh, we're fans of those guys. A great local uh, soul and R&B band. And then um, Jeffrey Castle, who's a local favorite. A Seattle Rock Orchestra is going to be there. Actually, our artist of the year, so they're going to be honored and do a bunch of uh, music from that era. And then it's um, uh, just uh, kind of more of a party atmosphere. And we're again, uh, same objective as Nate. Uh, just a lot, so our supporters and donors and patrons are going to come and uh, support what we do. And uh, a, a lot of our, our our revenue for the year gets raised on that one night. And so uh, we're just honored by those folks that'll do that. And it, good food, good drinks, a, a great party, and uh, we're going to celebrate what we do at KPC and have a ton of fun doing it. So, uh, so we've got two opportunities here for two different ways to uh, enjoy a night out. <laughs> one, one with the tuxedo and the long evening gown, and one in the uh, I don't know bell bottoms and giant absolutely yeah <laughs> okay. sequins suits. and stuff. Totally. Yes. Okay. Uh, so yeah. So Nate, the Admiral Theater. Uh, it's Saturday. This is coming up this Saturday, the twenty second. There's probably a few tickets left online, right? To find out there are. AdmiralTheater.org and Jeff. So October 13th for the uh, Kirkland Performance Center. Again, online, kpcenter.org. We're talking, okay, raising money. What are the, uh, some of the other challenges that a nonprofit community theater faces? Is it is it always just money? It can't be. <laughs> what, no. Do you have to engage the community all the time? Do you have to work with the city and mayors come and go? Or I don't know. What, what are some of those challenges? that you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even so much call them challenges as just opportunities to to work in a different fashion. I mean, you know, and this is one of the things I love about what I'm able to do there is, um, you know, it's everything from, we talked about some of the community groups that come in and, and need to use the theater. Um, you know, for us, it's a lot of the fraternal organizations, the Lions, Kiwanis, Rotary. Um, and sometimes these other entities, even museums or diff- different group, the dance groups that might come in and hold performances, um, you know, they're, they're not um, at the point or lucky enough, I guess I should say, to have a full staff of, you know, with a marketing person or a graphic designer sometimes or things like that. And they need that help. And, you know, we, our staff, we're allowed to do that. I'm allowed to carve out time so that when the Lions come in and have a fundraiser, I can handle their graphic design for them and help them out with some things. Um, and it's all included in our staff time. So, I think that, you know, that's something that I love doing is that it's not just all about us all the time. We can help a community partner come in and have a have a successful event. Um, even through some of our advertising relationships, we can take some of that ad inventory and lend that out for someone else's event. And maybe they're coming in to hold their event, but they just don't have budget to go buy ads. So cool. there's a lot of different ways we can kind of help out. That, that yeah. sounds all positive. That's really neat. Yeah. Uh, we are going to run out of time here, you guys. So what have we forgot to say or maybe you want to say twice about either the Kirkland Performance Center, the Admiral Theater, or just community theater in general or the arts in general? Is there something you really want to make sure the listeners hear this morning? Yeah. Um, again, uh, I guess um, the uh, what you said about the uh, community theater, I just yeah, uh, encourage people to look at your local theater. Um, mo- most of our communities in this region are, have access to that or even the greater arts, even the, the great organizations we think of in Seattle and I think now more than ever be ti- before in our time, 
uh, in, in you know, a lot of the challenges our, our society is facing right now. This is a way to connect with your soul, uh, to, to bring the community together, uh, to celebrate what's positive, become better people that way, uh, you know, in terms of caring about each other and, and, and making our cities better and what we want to be as people. When we experience the arts and arts education, um, that's, when we, that's when we connect the best. So I encourage everyone to go to a show, check it out, get your kids involved, support it. Uh, wherever your local theater is, ho- hope hope that you support that and give and and get involved and and be a part of that. And if you're playing the trumpet, don't stop. Don't stop. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's don't what I like. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Anything, Nate? To- well, just to echo Jeff's point, get up and go. You know, that would be my advice. I mean, for the for the cost of a you know a month of a Netflix subscription, most of the time you could get tickets to a community theater production. And you're going to do get more out of that, I think, sometimes. And to Jeff's point, too, feed your soul a little bit more, you know, going out and experiencing a different, you know, little box theater or, you know, a, a Broadway production. And um, y- you'd be surprised. Like, this happens all the time with us. The ticket prices are relatively low for a great seat, right? These are not all expensive shows. So yeah. it's like, you know, you can, you can buy a $15 ticket, a $10 ticket and see a great show. Uh, well said, you guys. Thank yeah. you guys so much for being here. I really appreciate the talk this morning. We have been talking this morning with Jeff Lockhart. He's the executive director at the Kirkland Performance Center, and Nate Murphy, the public relations director at the Admiral Theater in Bremerton. Again, online, kpcenter.org and admiraltheater.org. Like you guys both said, there's lots to do. Look them both up, and, and there are so many more community theaters in your local uh, neighborhood. Look them up. Got Jeff and Nate, thank you guys so much for coming in today and getting us up to speed on this upcoming seasons. And gosh, a bigger thanks for what the Admiral Theater and the Kirkland Performance Center have done to entertain and educate the community. Thanks, thanks Gary. Gary. I am Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.